0: A soldier is the girl who adores a parade And she loves to see her soldier Play his part in the Grand Cavalcade Hello guys, and welcome to the second episode of The Pace Turners. Carlos here, and today we continue with World War II. This time, analyzing Island's War. But first, I got a little thing to explain. This is still the first episode, and what do I mean by that? I mean that I've recorded the World War II episode at once. It is a 13-minute episode, and for me and for my colleagues, it's too long. So what we've decided is that we will be dividing this episode into two parts: the first, that was Mouse, and the second one, which is Islands War. So if you see that I make references to Mouse and I talk about what I said in the first episode, please understand that it is because we've divided the podcast into two episodes. Instead of a 13-minute episode, it will be around 11-12 minutes, and the other one will be around 20 minutes or so, so it is easier for you to listen, alright? I really hope you enjoy the show. Remember, don't shoot. And now, we go to Alan's War. First I want to give my opinion on the comic book. It is a three volume comic book written by Emanuel Wibert and I don't really know if you guys actually read this comic book or if you actually read Mouse. If you didn't read Alan's War, I do actually recommend it because it is a different view on the Second World War. The main character is Alan, an American soldier, as and as it happened in Mouse. The story is portrayed as a kind of uh, autobiography because um it tells the personal story and we see how f- with photographs we see how uh, at the beginning we see it tells us about Alan. so it it happens like in it it happens the same as in mouse. This story is written like an autobiographical comic book, but it also has some novel aspects so this this again is a is an example of a genre confusion, but it is a different story It is different to analyze because Mouse it dealt with uh, the Jews and it dealt with the holocaust and how it was for the polish and this and these people to be hunted to the need to survive in um in Ireland's war we don't see a need to survive in fact we don't see anything. We don't see... Uh, we only see Adam and the people he relates with. There is no representation of the war. We don't see battles. Uh, we don't see, like we see in mass. we don't see people starving to death. We don't see actually killing people. There is no need for survival in Adam's war. In fact, as I was reading the first uh, volume, it felt like... The story was like a kid going on a trip, on a school trip. This is what I felt, like a guy going on a school trip, or going to a new school and he's trying to make new friends and he's trying to uh, to try some stuff. And this is what happens in the story. This is not about the, this is not about the war. This is about Alan. This is about the subject. This is about a guy trying to make to meet new to meet new people. This is a, a story about a guy was trying to find a job and it happens to go to the war and we don't... it's actually not a complicated story to read but the second and third volume are kind of the same so once you read the third volume you start seeing that well this story is about Alan meeting different friends and it kind of got boring to me I gotta say, but um, returning to the critical approach, there is no paradoxical, uh, parodical aspect like this is a serious novel, it's not like it uses animals to represent the war or social hierarchy, this is actually kind of a realist story, if if I may say because it doesn't try anything anything new it doesn't take a different approach i said it does by not representing the war but just the subject and it's fine we don't see the trauma as we see in as we see in mouse which is a really important part of the story the, the trauma of his father and the trauma of the author but it's a, it's a good story, it's actually a story I would show to younger people, and most is actually a story I would show to uh, older people. But I wanted to present two different terms, the first one is transnationalism, and the other one is disidentification, and then I wanted to talk about master signifiers. These terms are connected to uh, postmodernism. To talk about transnationalism, what is it? It means something that transcends nationalism, that there is no boundaries, there is no nation. And how is transnationalism portrayed in post-colonialism and in post-modernism? It is the situation of a migratory and non-resident worker who may be a citizen of one country while living and working in another, and the situation of people displaced by war. This is what happens in Adam's war. He represents the situation of, a, of the migration of a non-resident worker that is living in another country who's being displaced by war. And this actually, it actually represents the post-colonial theory, which is actually connected to this book, to this comic book. But I didn't see that much of colonialism to be honest um so yeah he this character of Alan represents trash nationalism since he's been since he's an unresident worker and he's been displaced by war and he's kind of uh nowhereland he doesn't feel American, he doesn't feel like he's been living the American dream or he's been living up to the standards of the American society. And he feels he feels displaced in this American society, so he uh, goes again to France, where he lived most of the in most of the Second World War. Now I'm going to talk about this identification. This is a really interesting uh, concept. It was introduced by a guy. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his name correctly. Slavoj Sisek, who's actually connected to postmodernism. And, um, well, if you want to talk about this guy, you'll see that he also talks about uh, Marxism, he also talks about feminism, so this guy is connected to a more critical approaches, it's actually a very interesting subject. But this is not about him, this is about his identification. What is it? Okay, I'm going to read this definition. Ideological disidentification is the notion that political regimes cannot always just demand that Sackett's belief completely in everything the regime says. So instead political regimes if they want to have people's continued support and loyalty must give their subjects a little room to disagree. Okay, what what does that mean what does this mean? It's actually easy, I hope you all understood it first. But what does this mean? That there is no nationalism like there is no blind nationalism like in the first world war. Like if if a regime if a country wants its people to believe in it, they they can't, they can't give them room to say, okay, this is not good for us, this idea is not great for us. And this is what happens, actually, in Adam's war. He disidentifies with the American uh, regime, with the American nationalism. It's not like he disagrees with what political, with the political situation, but he does not identify. With an ideology itself, Alan is not. He doesn't represent an ideology. He's not like the like the Captain America of uh, of realism. He's not like no Red Skull of nationalism. These are uh, comic book references. I hope you understood. Um, what is and okay master signifiers. This is, this is, I know this is awkward, okay. So, Slavio Sisek presented this identification with a political regime, and what is what is what makes us part of a regime? The master signifier. What is a master signifier? It is a point of identification that a subject makes with a political or a ideological regime. This is what I want to connect both terms. Like I said, um, to identify with a regime, you need to have a master signifier. So, for the American people, a master signifier is the American flag. Or for the German, it is the Nazi flag. So this is where, if it doesn't, um, these symbols, they do not play a role in the in the comic book. And why am I talking about them? Because I hope. I think this is this is on purpose. The book does not deal does not deal with um with political regimes or 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 any of the politics. It deals with Alan, and for him there is no master signifier. There is nothing that he feels attached to. He doesn't feel attached to a flag. He doesn't feel attached to um to a vehicle like a tank. Like it's important for him actually a tank in a part of the story. So, the aspect of the master signifier is that they shape political ideologies, but in fact, these signifiers, they don't have a real meaning. They have an empty meaning. So, what does an American flag mean? Nothing. But for a regime, it has a meaning. And for its people to believe in that regime, it has a meaning. That's what a master signifier is in that was and that's what Alan does not have in the story so he doesn't believe in a regime so he, he he disidentifies with politically and ideologically with every regime which is the uh, French regime which is the, uh, the American regime or the German regime and there is actually one more aspect of the story which is connected to post-extraterrestrialism which is another critical approach, which will not be dealt with here. But, in the post-structuralism, the subject belongs to a system. Alan does not belong to a system. He wants to break with that idea. He wants to be an autonomous and creative subject. I'm going to give you a brief definition of post-structuralism. If you don't know what it is, this is going to be a brief one. So, post-structuralism, is a term that refers to the ways of thinking of the 1970s, and it is a criticism to humanist and structuralist thought. The important aspect of this uh, approach is the self, which is a constructed entity, is actually um, opposing to essentialism, and this idea of the self is actually portrayed in warlike he constructs, he builds his own identity. Nothing is given to him uh, with birth. He's a product of different languages. He's a product of different uh, al- ideologies of different countries. And one final aspect I want to talk about of post-structuralism is the fact that ideology determines all human thoughts and practice and what is and um, truth is a product of ideology. And this also can be connected to um to mouse. The truth is connected to the fact that there's different ideologies. And in Alan's world this happens like mouse we don't know the real truth. We don't know if actually um are is telling a real story or the the truth of this uh, or the uh, story truth there is also a lack of verisimilitude here, like in mouse because when well, I'm going to explain this again, I said it like three or four times, but since this is a product since the comic books are, comic books are a product there is lack of verisimilitude, we don't really know what happened. The author didn't live in the second world war, the readers didn't live in the second world war. So, there might be some non-true facts of this story. So guys, this is going to be the end of the episode, I really hope you enjoyed it, please stay tuned for more episodes of the Page Turners. And to wrap up this episode, I wanted to say that these are two must-read comic books, Mouse and Alan's War, especially Mouse, which is a classic. Of the comic book genre, you really gotta read it. It represents the trauma of the world of the uh, of the war. It represents how society changed, especially in technology. It represents how uh, we went from a world where the yet were was not important, where regimes were important, and actually both novels. Change that. They they understand that the focus is on the self, on the subject. So we see subjective stories of a world, of an era where ideology was the most important thing. We see how Maus takes a more parodical approach on the war, and more a more reflexive one. We see how Alan's War is a different perspective. based on the subject, based on this relationship with other characters, and not connected with ideology. He wants to break this nationalism, this transnationalism, these signifiers about the other nationalisms. And this is going to keep going. In the next episodes about the the Cold War, about the uh, civil rights movement, about feminism, so I really hope you stay focused because the next episodes are going to be even better than this one. And remember guys, don't shoot!